right, today we're going into part two of You Are Not Alone. We're talking about the life of Jeremiah, Jeremiah the prophet. And as we go into part two of this series, I want you to take a look at the things that you may be dealing with, trials, tribulations, persecutions that you've faced. And I want you to really realize that you are not alone. People all over the world, from biblical times to present day, have suffered persecution. They have suffered trials and tribulations for religious reasons because of who God called them to be, the plan of God that's on their life, both in groups such as the mass shootings in the church and most recently in the synagogue, to individuals across the country, missionaries and individuals um, in their own personal life that have gone through persecution and really trying times. And more and more as time is winding up, as we say in the church, there's more and more persecution that is being faced. Even in our middle schools, you have young children that are planning ritual, satanic ritual attacks upon other children. You know, the enemy is really kicking up his steam now because he knows his days are numbered and he knows that his time is coming to an end. So I want you to realize that you are not alone. Not only are you not the only one out there that's been through sufferings, trials, tribulations, but God is right here with you in the midst of it. And there is an end to the persecution. Persecution won't last always. As the song says, trouble don't last always. So be encouraged when you hear this series. Go ahead and go on our website and get a copy of last week's uh, CD or DVD. Download it to your computer, save it, begin to meditate on scriptures that help you overcome those feelings of persecution and the loneliness that sometimes comes with trials and tribulations. Because one of the biggest things you face when you're going through persecution or suffering is loneliness. You feel like you're all alone. A lot of times the people that are closest to you, like we discussed last week, friends and spouse, family members, those who you have poured into their lives, those are the same very people that might blame you for what you're going through. Sometimes out of ignorance, they don't know any better. Sometimes deliberately, out of jealousy, because secretly they hate you. <laughs> secretly they're jealous of you. And these are sometimes the very same people that bring more uh, suffering on you and persecution on you when you're going through some of the toughest times in life. But it can also be the loneliest times in life. So know that God is with you. Know that it's not going to overtake you. Listen, if you have made it this far, if you have made it to the point where you're watching this broadcast right now, that is a signal that God has a better plan for your life. There is a new day coming. There's a brighter day coming. So now let's go into the Word. So the prophet Jeremiah, what's unique about the prophet Jeremiah is that he was called by God and he had a fire shut up in his bones. He was compelled to speak the truth of God's word. And in the scripture, it tells us in Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 4 through 10, but there's a very famous scripture that we all know in the church. But let's start at verse 4. And it reads, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. 
Alas, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So here it is, the sovereign Lord speaking to the prophet Jeremiah and letting him know that before you were even born, I knew you. I knew who you were. I knew the number of your days. I knew every trial and tribulation that you would face. Everything that you would go through, the Lord knew before you were born. Before your parents even met each other. Before they got together, God knew you. And just as the prophet Jeremiah, God called you and he ordained you for whatever purpose it is that he has for your life. Now for Jeremiah, it was to be a prophet to the nations. For you, it could be something else. But for whatever purpose it is that God called you to, God knew you. And he appointed you for such a time as this. So even though you're going through persecution, you are not alone. Because God already knows who you are. And he's right there with you in the midst of it. And it's just as Jeremiah had to learn. In verse 9 it says, Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. So the first thing you need to learn, beloved, is that God called you before you were born. There is a specific assignment on your life. It is a proven fact. Those that God has predestined to do something great suffer the greatest persecutions known to man. That's what it means. It says persecution for righteousness sake, for right relationship and right standing with God. That's what some of you are going through out there persecution for righteousness sake. Some of you are being persecuted simply because of the plan of God on your life. See last week when we talked about the life of Job, we know that it was because Job was blameless and he was upright and he maintained his integrity before, during, and after persecution. And what was the end of the story for Job? Job was restored and he received twice that which he had from the beginning. So it is in the life of Jeremiah. God called Jeremiah before Jeremiah was even born. You know, many times in the church, people say when they get to about 12, 13, oh, God called me. Well, that's great. That's when you found out. But that's not when he called you. He called you before you were born. The plan, the purpose of God for your life was predestined before you were even born. And see, you have an enemy out there who roams around seeking whom he may devour. And when he goes around looking for who he may devour, who do you think he comes after? Those that God chose. He comes after those that God has called. That's who he comes after. He doesn't come after those that he's walking with. How can you run into somebody if you're walking side by side with them? The only way you can bump into someone is if you're going in the opposite direction. So you're going one way and the enemy is going another. 
And that is why you're running into the persecution and the trials and the tribulations. He's roaming around seeking whom he may devour. But guess what? He cannot win. The fight is fixed, beloved. While you are going through a trial, guess what? The trial has to come to an end. And at the end of the trial, you will come out victorious. But you must remain blameless, upright, and maintain your integrity. And you must understand that just as Jeremiah had a fire down inside of him, and that he had to speak and proclaim the truth because that's what God ordained Jeremiah to do. You, beloved, have to do what God ordained for you to do in spite of your persecution. How many times do people want to give up when they're persecuted? When missionaries go across the round, around the world and they find themselves locked up in jail because of the cause of Christ, because of spreading the gospel. So many times you want to give up. You want to stop doing it. You feel so persecuted and overwhelmed by what you're dealing with, you want to give up. I'm speaking to a pastor out there that's been pastoring for years, and you're going through personal trials and tribulations, and you want to step out of the pulpit. You want to take a vacation from God. Listen, serving God is not a vocation. It's a calling. It's something he predestined you to do before you were born. You can't take a vacation from God. Now, you can't go somewhere and go on vacation and rest. Everybody should do that. But you can't take a vacation from the calling of God. You can't stop doing what God called you to do because you're going through trials and tribulation. You've got to press your way through the trial and the tribulation. In spite of it all, you've got to do what God called you to do. Let's look further at the life of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 17 through 19, it says, Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, Whatever I command you. This is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. And the Lord is telling Jeremiah, Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, Whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. In other words, you fear them or you fear me. Which one you want? Do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its, priest, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you but will not overcome you. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. What a declaration from God. What God is saying to Jeremiah is that I have called you to go up against everyone in this land. The Bible says against the whole land. And then God is specific. He says the kings of Judah, the officials, the priests, and the people of the land. So Jeremiah had received a mighty calling, a great calling. That means that everybody was coming against Jeremiah and Jeremiah was set against everyone in the whole land. And the Lord told him, don't be afraid. Don't be terrified of them. You fear me, not them. The Lord said they will fight against you 
but will not overcome you. See, many of you out there under the sound of my voice, you are giving up in the fight. The fight isn't over. You haven't lost, but you're giving up just in the middle of the battle. You have got to realize that God has already assigned for you to be victorious. You must go through the battle, but you will come out victorious on the other end. And some of you are giving up because you've grown weary. You're just tired of fighting. You know, I like to watch MMA. My husband's a football fan, a fan, and he likes basketball and football. I like gymnastics and I like MMA. And one of the things I like about MMA is because in MMA, mixed martial arts, a person could be down, but they don't have to be out. You can pin a person to the ground, but if they flip you over, they can get that 10 count, that three count, and they can win the fight. See, just because you're in a battle and you've been knocked down, you may be on your back, but some of you have to learn how to flip the enemy on the other side and you can come out victoriously. See, it's not the battle, it's who wins in the end. And see, the Bible lets us know that the victory is already ours. God has already won. We're just going through the motions. So you can't give up in the midst of the battle. See, if Jeremiah would have heard the word of the Lord and just said, hey, that sounds too big for me, I'm out. See ya. Guess what? Jeremiah would not have fulfilled the plan of God for his life. And he would have missed all of the blessings that God has set and assigned for him. Because see, if God has called you to do something, you can't do anything else. That's why I said it was just like fire shut up in his bones. He had to speak the truth. Imagine Jeremiah walking into a room with priests, kings, the people of the land. The Bible says the whole land. And he had to stand there and prophesy and proclaim the truth to people that did not want to hear it. He wasn't the favorite to walk into the room. Nobody wanted to pass the mic to Jeremiah. He didn't get the invitation to speak at the conference because they didn't want to hear the truth. And guess what? Truth be told, Jeremiah was a little bit afraid. That's why the Lord told him, don't be terrified of them. You must speak everything I command you to speak. See, some of you, God has called you to do something so great and so bigger than you. That's how you know that it's God that's called you to do it. Because if it's something that's in your natural reach, then you, that's something you came up with. But see, when God calls you to do something, it's always bigger than you. Because guess what? It's not about you, beloved. It's about Him. And it's about Him being glorified. And at this time in the life of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was speaking to Israel. Who, and Israel had turned their back on God. They had abandoned God. And they were in a rebellious state. They were unfaithful people at the time. And so what God was doing through Jared, the prophet Jeremiah, is proclaiming his word to the Israel people so that they can return to him. And so as we go into the word, we understand that Jeremiah was persecuted simply because of who God called him to be. Just like you are being persecuted because of who God called you to be. Not because of sin. Not because of anything else. Not because God just wants you to go through suffering. It comes with the territory. You know how you know that certain offices, five-fold ministry, undergo certain
types of warfare, spiritual warfare. The office of the prophet undergoes spiritual warfare like no other office. Now all offices of the prophet, all office of fivefold ministry undergo spiritual warfare. Every believer goes through spiritual warfare. Each individual goes through some measure and some level of persecution, whether it's spiritual warfare, whether it's in their individual life as a group, everybody experiences a measure of spiritual warfare. But the attack that comes against a prophet the ones that God has set aside to speak his word, to tear down, to build up, to prophesy, to proclaim to a stubborn, rebellious people. They undergo the greatest warfare known to man. But we understand here, if we look in scripture, that it was Jeremiah's assignment that caused and brought about his persecution. So one thing you must do is recognize your assignment. You need to recognize who called you and gave you that assignment. And then recognize that it is the assignment of God. And what comes with the territory of that assignment. So the Lord assigned Jeremiah to fight against everyone. The leadership, the rulers, and those people were to fight against him. But Jeremiah was to be victorious. Beloved, you will be victorious. But you must speak and proclaim what God says for you to speak and proclaim. You cannot be afraid of their faces. So stop asking God why people in positions of authority have risen against you. People in positions of authority will rise against you when you have the calling on your life that Jeremiah had. If you are called by God to uproot and disrupt systems of corruption, corruption when God has called you to uproot and disrupt systems of corrupt government, corrupt religious organizations. Rulers, leaders will rise against you. But according to the word of God, God is not a respecter of persons. So the same thing he said to Jeremiah applies to you. They will not prevail against you. They will not overtake you you will overcome, you will be victorious, but you must speak what God has commanded you to speak. You must do what God has commanded you to do. You must go to the people God has sent and assigned you to. And so the reason is because of what you're called to do. Prophets disrupt corrupt systems. I see some of you out there have a prophetic ministry, an apostolic ministry in you, and you may not even be aware of it. You wonder why you go through strange situations and attacks come from you, seem like out of nowhere. That's that prophetic calling that's upon your life. You're not supposed to be liked, so stop walking around trying to get everybody to be your friend. That's not what you're called to. I'm here to tell you, you're not going to win the most congeniality award. You're not going to be invited to every picnic or every party. So stop allowing it to hurt your feelings. Get over it. They're not supposed to like you. Because you were called by God to speak and proclaim the truth in the midst of chaos and confusion. See, it takes a true anointing from God to stand up. Even a religious system in a church, when you see things are going on that are wrong, See, a church can be similar at times, if not worse, 
than the secular world. You take a secular job and there's competition on the job, competition for promotions. It happens in the church all the time. Somebody wants to be uh, licensed or in ordained. Somebody wants to be a head of the department. Somebody wants to take over a position that sister or brother so-and-so formerly had. Somebody wants to backbite somebody else to get this position. Same thing happens in the world. But who did God call? Who did God set and assign? Why is the persecution coming up against you? It's the calling. It's what God has set and assigned for you to do. See, the average person, when they go through what you've been through, they would have been quickly vindicated by man. Quickly. Because of who you are. Because of your assignment. Because of your destiny. Because of the call of God on your life. You experience levels of rejection. Levels of persecution on a far greater level than anyone else, than the average person. So Jeremiah had to speak the truth with courage, boldness, and keep the character of Christ during the midst of his persecution. And he was being fought by the kings, the priests, and the entire land the whole way. Because just as Jeremiah was prophesying and saying and doing everything that God had assigned him to do, the people were rising against him every step of the way. But you have to remember, your assignment does not allow you to go along to get along. Your assignment does not allow you to go along with wrong just to be included in the group. Your assignment does not allow you to sit back and watch something that is wrong take place and be passive about it because you are called by God to rise up and speak the truth. Some of you want to confront God right now. Why has this happened? How is it that I've been serving you all these years and now I'm going through these trials and tribulations and it seems like I'm all alone. It seems like you've forgotten me. But if you look in scripture in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 1, in Jeremiah 12 and 1, that's where Jeremiah first launched his complaint against God. He questioned how God could actually be a just God, which we know that he is. He questioned God's justice because of the way that the people were able to get away seemingly with wrong behavior. And we know that God did not allow them to get away with anything. We know that God was holding back his hand of mercy upon them. Also in Jeremiah 20, uh, we know that Jeremiah accused God of deceiving him. It says in Jeremiah 20 verse 7, it says, You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. So what Jeremiah was saying to the Lord during his complaint was that he felt that the Lord had deceived him and tricked him into doing his will and that he couldn't even run away from it if he wants to. Some of you feel that way. 
right now. You feel like you can't get away from the things that God called you to do. Guess what, beloved? You can. God is with you. And he did not deceive you or trick you into anything. Remember, it is his predestined plan. Let's go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your hand of mercy and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your restoration and your healing. We thank you, Lord God, for your people that are under the sound of my voice, who are feeling persecuted for righteousness' sake, who are serving you, who know the call of God on their life, and they've been on the battlefield, and they've been trying their best to do everything that you've called them to do. They may have missed a step here or there, but in their hearts they're hurting because they feel persecuted and they feel alone, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you promised victory. We thank you, Lord God, you said in your word they would not be overtaken. So we ask you, Lord God, to grant mercy and grace upon them, God. Grant victory and restoration to their hearts, God. Grant peace to them, God. Shower them with your love, God. Wrap them in your arms, God. Protect them, God, on the battlefield as they're out doing your will, Lord God. For everyone that's in fivefold ministry, for every missionary that's out there that's serving you, that's on the battlefield, that's spreading the love of Jesus Christ, that's doing the work of the ministry. For all those that are coming up in apostolic and prophetic ministries, God, they may not even recognize the calling on their life yet, God. They may not have had that encounter with you yet, God, where they have received from you knowledge of the calling that's been on their life before they were even born. But we thank you, Lord God, for giving them their assignment, Lord God. Some of you out there need to receive your assignment. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, revealing your assignment to you. You need to just reach up and say, yes, I accept my assignment. No more wavering. I'm going to walk in that which you've called me to walk in. Some of you need to repent. You need to repent for not doing what you know God called you to do. You've been running because of church hurts, because of persecution. You started off doing what God called you to do, and then you backed up because the fire got hot. And you've neglected to do what you know God called you to do. You'll never be where you're called to be until you walk in what God has called you to walk in. He predestined you to do it. He didn't set you up. God's not playing a game of gotcha. He's right here by your side and he's given you the victory. Now, Lord God, we thank you for giving your people the victory in Jesus' name. Amen always. Thank you for being with us today. Please join us next week for part three of You Are Not Alone. We will be discussing the life of John the Baptist. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you're being blessed by this broadcast, partner up with us or sow a seed and make a donation. Just visit our website at www.amenalways.org.